Whether you are feeling stuck, frustrated, and completely lost and held back by your hormonal symptoms, or you just have this feeling like you should feel better than you do, knowing the three phases of healing to thrive in perimenopause, which phase you are in, and what the first steps are to level up is the exact framework you need right now and what we're gonna cover in this episode. So let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, sister, welcome back to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria Gad, your Period Whisperer, your fellow perimenopause struggler. How are you feeling in your body today? I know I am riding my ovulatory high right now, which means I have energy and clarity and feel like I'm firing on all cylinders. You know that feeling you get when you're just on and you kind of want to just like give yourself a big self high five. I get to feel this way because of the phase of hormone healing that I am in. I am in phase three, which is hormone optimization. And even though that's where I am right now, it wasn't that long ago where I had a lot of anxiety during my ovulatory phase. It was like it would descend upon me. And I have so many memories of like driving in my car after school drop off and wanting to just like keep driving, like do anything, get out of the way, like just get out of my skin and out of my body. And anxiety really shows up around this time when we're not properly metabolizing our hormones, we're not moving in line with our hormone rhythm. So when you enter phase three, this is our opportunity to really start to understand the four phases of our body. But I'm getting ahead of myself. If you are struggling at all in your perimenopause years with your hormones. Maybe you are suffering from like inability to lose weight. Maybe you're not sleeping through the night. Maybe you're having, um, you know, anxiety and depression. Maybe you're, you're feeling bloated and having digestive issues or skin issues or night sweats, or maybe you're just kind of feeling meh or you're not getting results from your fitness, or you just feel in your gut like you should be feeling better, wherever you land in there matters to know what phase you are in, but you're in the right place in this episode. What we're going to really cover in this episode is how to know what phase that you are in and what your first steps are to start feeling better and getting results. Because look, women are magic. We have 
so much opportunity inside of us. And the perimenopause years are such a powerful time for us to actually have more mental space, more confidence, more clarity, more um, more ability to take action on the dreams and the things we want, whether that's just being super present in your life or whether that's like building a business or going for those next levels in your fitness or in your in your business or in your career or whatever that might be, or you just want to travel the world, whatever the dream is that you have, perimenopause is actually a really powerful time for you to begin to realize those goals and actually have fewer roadblocks to getting in your way because of the way the hormonal shifts actually impact our brain. So it's a really powerful time, but it's kind of hard to start dreaming or do anything at all when you're feeling really frustrated or just met. So today I'm going to walk you through the, those three phases, how to know which one that you're in and the first steps that you can take so that you can um, begin to get results and feel better. Isn't that what we all want? Yes. Yes, that is what we want. Okay, so three phases. The first phase of healing is called the inflammation reduction phase. And I like to think of this phase as taking like four to six weeks long. Some main symptoms that you're going to notice in this phase, if you are in this phase, are like that your your, your perimenopause symptoms, any of those symptoms I listed early earlier, um, are impacting your life more than 80% of the time, right? It's not just a passing thing or an off day. It's like almost constant for you. Um, if you're gaining weight when you shouldn't, if you have debilitating periods, like I've heard some people tell me recently, like they're standing in the shower and just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding, um, you know, or your PMS feels off the charts, like you're really extra irritable uh, or really extra anxious the way I used to be. If you're having multiple hot flashes all day or night sweats all night, if you're dealing with any digestive or skin issues, anxiety or depression, you're in the inflammation reduction phase. This is the place where you are and where you need to start. And you really want to give it the four to six weeks of commitment in order to start to heal. That's kind of how long it can take. Um, okay, here's what you need to do if you're in the inflammation phase. And this is where a lot of people are because nobody even taught us about perimenopause to begin with. So we're a little bit behind the eight ball. It just seemed to sneak up on us and kind of come out of nowhere. So if you want to get results in this phase, we really need to reduce the inflammation in our body. In fact, really, we want to eliminate it as best as possible. And although there's many ways that inflammation, you know, many causes of inflammation in the body, we know that that inflammation is like from those, we know that you're there because of those symptoms I listed. And that inflammation is really, um, it's sucking all the energy out of your body so that it cannot focus on the transition your body needs to be making in perimenopause, right? The main transition that's happening in perimenopause is that your the job of your hormones, the role of those reproductive hormones are being passed from your ovaries to your adrenals. It's a big job. And the state of your adrenals, right, if they're already stressed and taxed out, is really going to determine how you handle this. And if we're dealing with inflammation in the body, then that's going to take precedent over anything else. And because um, perimenopause is really a supply and demand, like an energy supply and demand situation, if all of our efforts are going to manage the inflammation in our body or fight the inflammation in our body, it becomes really challenging for the body to do anything else, which is why these symptoms start to come up, right? It's the way it's 
these are the whispers, the screams of your body kind of coming at you saying like, hey, there's a bigger issue here, right? It's not our hormones that are making us feel these ways. It's the underlying issue that's throwing off our hormones and making us feel these ways. So we need to get to that underlying issue. And if you're suffering an inflammation and you know you are with any of those symptoms, then here are some really key steps that you need to focus on. One, you need to take four to six weeks and cut out all of your inflammatory foods. So we're talking alcohol, processed sugars, um, gluten, caffeine and, you know, conventionally raised dairy. And if you have any other food sensitivities that you've done some testing and you know, like corn or genetically modified soy, those are some pretty common ones. We want to just pull those out for four to six weeks so that the body doesn't have to fight the inflammation. Even if you don't have a major allergy to any of these things, they're known inflammatory foods. So if you already have an open wound and then you're picking at that scab constantly, it makes it more challenging for your body to actually be able to handle these things. So we need to, one, cut out all the inflammatory foods. Number two, we need to focus on really supporting our circadian rhythm and our blood sugar. So our circadian rhythm is our 24-hour clock that really dictates our energy levels and our sleep ability throughout the day. So if you aren't hungry in the morning, you're not able to sleep through the night, you get tired and wired at night, you're um, having cravings in the day, or you're not really eating most of the day, but then you're eating a whole bunch of food later in the day, then we know that there's a trouble with your circadian rhythm. And we want to create a solid foundation because from our circadian rhythms foundation, we can create stability in our hormone rhythm, in our infradian rhythm. So we want to start there by making sure we're going to bed at a similar time and waking up at a similar time every single day, at least seven to nine hours in bed, um, and, and really focusing on, you know, regular eating. We also need to make sure we're pulling out our workouts at this time and opt. So completely, yes, go ahead, say what you will. But when you are dealing with inflammation and then you're trying to go do a lifting program or a HIIT workout or a body pump, or a CrossFit workout, or an intense run, you're now using all of this energy to do that workout, and now you have even less to fight the inflammation and rebalance your hormones and make this transition. So we need to pull that piece right out and allow our body to heal. Does it mean we don't move? No, we still need to move, right? We still need to make sure we're moving every single day. So that's where just basic walking, two 30-minute walks a day, 20-minute walks a day, maybe a 30-minute walk and a little stretching or yoga. That's it. That's the only movement we should do until we shift out of the infl inflammation reduction phase. We need to really prioritize that sleep and stress management. If we're already feeling crummy, our mind can start to get a little crazy. So making sure we're taking time every single day to just breathe, to have a morning adrenal cocktail, to, um, you know, do some bilateral eye movement, to do some tapping, whatever it is, it's your thing to have to do some meditation, to have a hot bath, whatever those things are. We need to take a little time every single day in a regular way to reduce the stress in our body. The next phase is what I like to call healing and repair. And I mean, I like a good four weeks for this phase as well. You know you're in this phase when your symptoms are impacting you, I'd say less than 40%, right? So if you're less than 40%, I mean, that's still pretty annoying. Like if you're having to think about your body 40% of your life it, negatively, that's really soul sucking. And it tells you that something is not right. That's a really conscious whisper that something isn't right in there. Um, so if you're very aware of symptoms of PMS and how they're impacting you, right, 
ultimately we, we really want to be in a rhythm with our cycle where we're like, yeah, I know I'm getting my period soon and oh good, there it is. You know, it shouldn't be something that debilitates us so significantly, whether by mood or by cravings or exhaustion or really intense cramps. So if you're experiencing some of these things still, or maybe you're still struggling with some cravings and maybe you feel okay, but like not great. <laughs> um, or you don't feel like your workouts are really working for you, right? Like you're working out and you're not actually getting any results anywhere. These are all real signs that we're in the healing and repair phase. And we need to make sure we take time in this phase to uh, heal and like, and and really focus on our metabolism, on like holding strong with some real consistency in our life and taking a look at the stress in our lives in other areas of our life to, to ensure that they're not creating more stress than they need to, or that that stress is being managed, not internalized. Um, so some really clear steps that you can take if you're in this phase is one support, support, support your blood sugar. Um, with like, we call it chrononutrition. It's like when you wake up, you should be eating within two hours of waking. So none of this intermittent fasting in this phase. Okay. We don't get to do intermittent fasting or test that out to see if it even works for us until we're in the third phase. Cause we need to make sure that the body, like that your body is doing so much during this time and it needs stability, right? It needs to know when it's getting its energy, when, you know, through food, through sleep, um, it needs to know that it can depend on these pieces. And having consistent blood sugar makes a massive difference that way. When our blood sugar is up and down and up and down because the body doesn't know when we're eating or what we're eating, um, then it adds a whole other workload to the body again. So we need to really support our blood sugar through chrononutrition. And that looks like eating within two hours of waking, eating your second meal four to five hours later, and eating your third meal four to five hours after that. This is also when we want to really look at our those inflammatory foods again and making sure that they're in the 80-20 rule, right? Where they're only living in about 20% of our nutrition. And a good way to look at that is if we are three meals a day through chrononutrition, seven days a week, right? So three, <laughs> let's do this math. Three times seven is 21, right? And um, when we when we do that and we look at like 20% of that is about four meals, so four of the times you eat in a week can can include one of these inflammatory foods, right? Whether it's sugar or alcohol or caffeine, four times a week. That's what we're looking at in a proper, like nutritionally balanced lifestyle that's supporting your body. And not just now, really always. But think about those things until at least you understand whether dairy bothers you or whether gluten bothers you. But they are all highly inflammatory things. And if we keep them in check and balance in the 80-20, most of the time we can respond really well unless we have an unusual sensitivity to them. This is also a time where we want to dive deeper into ways we can support our deep and REM sleep, right? So making sure the room is cool enough, you know, maybe taking a warm shower or a really hot Epsom salt bath before bed, staying off screens before we go to bed and when we wake up in the morning and exploring different ways to make sure we're getting the best quality sleep that we can. Remember, sleep is one of the only two ways to actively reduce cortisol that naturally goes on in our body, not even to mention the excess cortisol that's coming out us at all times. And finally, this is the phase and it's unsexy. I'm going to tell you this. Nobody really wants to do these things, but this is the phase where we really need to lean into what we call in the holistic health world, primary food. 
So in holistic health, they talk about this primary food wheel, which really talks about the um, all the different aspects of our life that fulfill us and fuel us that aren't food on our plate. And we see in parts of the world where there are there are um, cultures and people who have very rich primary food plates and maybe not ideal secondary food plates, like the actual nutrition that we're eating. And they live longer and they thrive and they report being happier and healthier overall in the longevity of their life. This is where people live the longest and happiest and most fulfilling lives. So we need to take a look during this time at at these primary food concepts in our life, which include joy and spirituality, creativity, finances, career, education, health, physical activity, home cooking, environment, relationships, and social life. And we need to make sure we're taking a little time here to kind of rate ourselves in each one of these categories and really see what we're missing, right? If you're a 10 across all of those, which I have yet to meet anyone who is, then you are, you know, you're rocking it and you're probably not feeling that unhealthy in your body. But these are the areas where we can start to take a look and see what else is actually causing me stress in my life? Because even just dissatisfaction, right? Being unhappy in your career, or being neutral about your career can be highly unfulfilling. And that can actually be a source of massive stress coming in. So we want to take a little time, do a little self-reflection during this phase and make sure that we understand the areas of our life that need our attention before we start spending that extra energy that we're starting get to get through healing and repair on intense workouts or taking on a new work project. We want to make sure our attention is going in the right place because we're only as strong as our weakest link, right? We want to look at the whole picture of our satisfaction and fulfillment in life. Okay, that brings us to phase three of healing and thriving in perimenopause, which is hormone optimization. And you likely know you're here because you kind of just feel meh, you know, that you maybe should have more energy than you do, that you're like just missing that joie de vivre, that juice out of life, that you're not getting results from your workouts. So you're putting the work in and you're not seeing the change based on your fitness goals. Um Maybe you feel a good half of the month and then you feel like someone completely different half of the month. Does that sound familiar? And it's holding you back, right? Maybe it's holding you back in your relationship. Maybe it's holding you back in your satisfaction around parenting. Maybe it's holding you back in your career. Maybe it's holding you back in your fitness, you know, um, in your fitness efforts. So, you know, you're in this phase or you're ready for this phase if those are the things that you're feeling. And here are your steps to start to heal that. One, we want to begin to sync with our cycle. So syncing with your cycle or phased-based living, we can call it, is when you understand by tracking roughly what phase of your cycle you are in. Are you menstruating? Are you ovulating? Are you in your follicular phase or your luteal phase? That you understand which phase you are in and that you are eating in line with that, sleeping in line with that, moving in line with that, or at least starting to move that way. Because in our four phases, our metabolism shifts significantly, our cortisol shifts significantly, our energy supply and demands shift significantly. And if we're trying to operate at the same level during all 28 days of our cycle, then we're going to spend half the month feeling awesome and half the month feeling awful. And we want to make sure we understand how to harness and really 
really get the most out of our energy, our time, our downtime and our uptime during these 28 days and not keep living in a 24 hour rhythm that is designed only for men. We're not small men, we're women. So we need to start understanding that. Um, And this is also where we can really focus on prioritizing non-toxic living, where we can start to recognize you know, in our house, in our skincare, our hair care, our cleaning products, our um, our makeup, things like that, where we can begin to understand the endocrine disruptors or the the toxic load those can create to, to try to fr- that frustrate and impact our hormones further. Remember, when we're in perimenopause, we're just overall physically and mentally so much more sensitive to everything. Kind of like in the first trimester of pregnancy when you had like poultry aversion and wanted to throw up at the smell of anything or or you had this crazy craving you didn't understand that you had or you're way more emotional. We're more aware of things going on in, and whether they're bothering us or whether we like them in this phase because of the added workload, because of the shifting of our hormones. So we need to start paying attention and really, you know, focus on the things we do get to control in our life while we still live. Okay. So there you have it. You have the three phases. You've got inflammation reduction, you have healing and repair, you've got hormone optimization, which is sort of an ongoing piece that we want to do. The more I optimize my hormones, it's never perfect. But I can really quick if I start to slide, I can get back really quickly. I'm really aware of when I should plan harder workouts and plan social gatherings and plan podcast episodes, you know, when I'm going to have the energy to do these things or interviews or speak on stages. I know when I, it is time for me to scale back a little bit and rest a little bit more without feeling any guilt or shame around that piece. So it's really important that we understand these three phases. Now you know where you're at in those phases based on the symptoms we talked about and your first steps to getting there. But I want to give you something else. If you are in the elimination or the healing and repair phase, I highly recommend you go and download my daily hormone checklist. It's in the show notes below. I created this checklist to give you the solid foundations in a really simple checklist so that you understand the things that you need to do every single day to create a solid foundation of health while you eliminate inflammation and while you heal and repair. Now, if you are in the um, hormone optimization phase, you can download my foundations of syncing with your cycle free guide. Both of these are free. You can, um, it's going to give you the greater understanding of how to begin to sync with your cycle, how to, um, how to work out and move and sleep and eat and all of these things with your hormone rhythm, how to track just so that you understand how to start maximizing and harnessing the energy of your female hormone rhythm. And of course, if you have the freebies already and you're wanting to know how we can work together further, uh, Midlife Mojo, which is the 12-week course that guarantees results from inflammation through to optimization, will be opening up again in January. So not for a little while now, but you can get on the wait list. Um, I have an exciting new mini course coming for those of you wanting to take action soon. So stay tuned on that. And of course, you can always apply for a one-on-one consultation. These next two months will be the last time I take on one-on-ones for a while. So if you are wanting to work and really see progress fast and you don't have time for self-paced learning, I get it. I've been there. I feel you. Make sure you you pop into the show notes below and send me an application and I'll, I'll send you an email back. Sisters, the most important thing that you know is that you're not alone. This is a time of change in our lives and 
really what's causing most of the frustration is such a lack of knowledge and understanding around it. If we understood a lot of these things a long time ago as we should, then we wouldn't be in this position. But here we are. Now you know better. Thanks for coming to the Period Whisperer podcast. And when we know better, we do better, right? So let's take action today and be more in our lives and not just less on a scale. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.